Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Well, welcome to today's episode. We're going to have a really rich, juicy, meaningful, and transformational conversation around how your healing informs and impacts your writing, right? If you're here listening to me in the Get Your Book Done podcast, like you are a transformational author. That is who I serve. That is what we're about. It's all about the transformation. And since I've been working with authors since 2003 now, when I see an author go through that experience of, of a healing in some sense or form or some way in their life, it's like, bam, like in an instant, their book shifts, evolves, expands, ascends, and transforms its readers more deeply because of what the author went through on their own healing journey. So this is what we're going to be talking about today. So let me introduce to you the amazing Carrie Hummingbird, who is my guest today. She's written a couple books. One of them is called The Second Wave, and another one is called Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound. And Carrie is a soul guide. She's a host of the Soul Nectar show. I've actually been a guest on her show as well. And um, the second wave book that she wrote became a number one in international best-selling book. And she's also the award-winning best-selling author of Awakening to Me, One Woman's Journey to Self-Love. She is just an incredible human being. And she really, truly does catalyze mind shifts that transform challenges, right? Your life challenges into gifts of wisdom, And her newest book, Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound, that you just heard me mention, that one is also a number one international bestseller and really helps describe the most direct path to spiritual enlightenment. So you can see why Carrie is the perfect guest today for us to be having a conversation on how your healing informs and impacts your writing. So welcome to today's show, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me, Christine. I'm excited to share what I can to help others. Absolutely. And I'm excited to bring your wisdom to my audience. So here we go. Um, I always like to get started just for all the authors out there. I like them to know how you became an author. Like what was the journey? What was the process? What, you know, moment of inspiration or, you know, decades of desire, you know, led you down this author's path? Love to start there and then we'll move into the conversation of the day. Well, this is the conversation of the day. This is just how we're getting started. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I remember my first book was when I was about eight. <laughs> you know, I wrote this little comic strip kind of book with little pictures. It was about this mouse family that went on a journey together. Anyway, my parents actually ended up putting that into a book and publishing it in terms of just creating a tangible book that we handed out to family and friends. That was a very long time ago. I think I was about eight or nine when I was working on that book. But then I kind of put it aside until college. And then in college, I was an English major and I was simultaneously majoring in computer science because my dad said I needed to have something practical if I was gonna go to a liberal arts college. But then I thought, you know, wow, there's so much opportunity here. 
at the college, I went to Smith College and we had such great professors that came in that were actually authors themselves. And so I ended up taking a bunch of writing classes because I was fascinated by just the lifestyle of being an author, a published author. And what is it like to be a writer? And I took a bunch of classes there. I wrote a bunch of expository things. I dabbled in what's called literary journalism, which is talking about your life's experiences in a fictional way, but it's actually true. It's actually something that's happened. Then I got interested in art. And so for a couple of decades, I pretty much just focused on creating artwork and I didn't do any writing really besides technical writing, which was my bread and butter and extremely lucrative and very, very boring. So my writing became sort of like this functional thing, you know, like make money, document this software, step one, step two, step three. Sounds so exciting. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. It's like everyone's wildest dream who wants to be a writer. It's like be a technical <laughs> writer. But it pays really well because nobody wants to do it, you know. So I did that for a long time and I made really good money doing that and tried to get my artwork. You know, I wanted to be a professional artist for a long time and tried to do that. Well, so if eventually everything in my life culminated and I ended up in that part of my life where there's the dark night of the soul and, you know, the, the question like, what am I doing with my life? And is this really what I'm here to do? And it's not fulfilling. And so what do I do? And so I left my entire life. I ended up this is after decades of psychotherapy and marriage counseling and all this. So I really gave it the college try. But then I said, this life's not working for me. And, and if I don't want to end my life, by now I'm a mom. You know, I've got two young kids. I've got to change something radically because I'm, I'm heading down a pathway that's going to lead to me not being on the planet if I don't change something. So I ended up leaving that marriage and I ended up walking away from psychotherapy and all these ideas that there was something wrong with me. And I started my spiritual journey. And within six months of starting my spiritual journey, I got enrolled in a class that was shamanic in nature. And we studied the four agreements, which I thought that book is amazing. And I simultaneously got this download. You're going to start writing a book. Wow. Okay. I've never written a book, like a book book, my book and literary journalism style. I'm going to write this book. Okay. And it's called Awakening to Me, One Woman's Journey to Self-Love. So that was my first foray into writing a book and having it be an intention, you know, one woman's journey to self-love. So obviously I can't complete the book until I love myself. So that's yep. <laughs> built-in premise, right? I would tell my class, like, be careful what you say you're going to write yeah. out because you're going to end up living it to some degree. <laughs> totally. And like I right now, like I just not too long ago kind of like nailed what I think is like the title and subtitles to my next book. And oh my gosh, like I am so living it. And But I, you know, you got to go in consciously knowing that when you write a book, like a book with a title, like Awakening to Me, you know, something along those lines, Woman's Journey to Self-Love, that's the journey you're going to have in writing it. So all of you need to know that as we do heal these pieces of ourselves, we write these books that absolutely informs and impacts the writing. So just wanted to chime in because like I tell my clients all the time, be careful what you say you're going to write about. Or be, yeah. intentional, be intentional about what you say you're going to write about because you're going to live it. Um, oh yeah. And I was yeah, living so. it every day and I was, I would try to wrap the book up. Like I'd be like, okay, good. I love myself. I'm good. And then the very next day, something else would happen and I'd go, I know that needs to go in the book. Dang it. And there'd be another chapter, another section. And so finally, I thought this book's never going to end. Like it's just going to go on forever. For me, I'm a manifester. So like two years was a long time for me. I know some people work on their books for 20 years and it's like that's how they their process. But for me, I'm very quick. So two years 
immersed in this book was a long time for me. And then it did eventually get the message like suddenly, okay, wrap up the book, do all the illustrations, make the cover and get that thing launched in one week. And I thought, you're kidding, right? <laughs> After all this time, now it has to be done quickly. So I launched it, I did everything, I hammered it out and I finished that book. And then the very next day was the last day that I could enter this indie spiritual book competition. And I entered it and I won um, best in category. So everything has timing, right? We talk about divine timing. And that timing was like, it seemed like it would go on forever. And then suddenly it was like, no, publish the book right now because this is key. And I did, and I got this award. So that was my, my first real book that got out into the world was Awakening to Me. And ever since then, it's been kind of like that, different projects, you know? So the second wave book was another project that I just, that came into my awareness. You're gonna write this book. I didn't know what the second wave was, you know? And I just, okay, I'm gonna write this book. And um, same thing with Love is Fierce. As soon as I finished the second wave, then I said, okay, you're going to write Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound. And I knew what that was about because of my mom and <laughs> my relationship with my mom. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. So all of these were opportunities to, you know, to really do part of my purpose work and also to heal, you know, heal myself and then create a transformational experience for the reader. Absolutely. So what would you say then really is the link, right? The topic of today's, you know, conversation is all around how your healing does inform and impact your writing. So like, is there a moment or an experience where you, you know, can share? It's like, well, this happened on my healing journey. And then this happened on, you know, in the writing. Now you mentioned, you know, a little bit ago, like you thought you were done and then something happened and they had to be included in the book. But I think what I'm looking for is something just a little bit deeper like was the book ever going in one direction and then like man this awareness came in this you know healing happened as a result of the awareness and now the book you know is kind of going in a different direction absolutely i mean my latest book is love is fierce and for that book i leveraged many deep spiritual ceremonies including ceremonies of plant medicine and in those ceremonies in the deep meditation i was becoming aware of many things that realizations that ended up pivotal for the book because i was sorting through my own relationships while i was writing the book so i knew that the goal was you know healing the mother wound and i and i knew that that wound was inside me you know first and foremost and that I was going to navigate some pathway for others to also heal the mother wound within them, no matter what their life experience. And so I'm diving into this inner realm and exploring this question with, you know, a wide open mind, you know, because that's what plant medicine does is it opens up your filters so you can see things more clearly. And I'm seeing like all the ways that things connect up until then to keep things in place in a suffering way. And that if I could just adjust some of these ideas or constructs that would open the whole thing up and create more opportunity. And so I leveraged those kinds of deep meditations frequently during the writing of, of especially Love is Fierce because I had to go into such deep spaces within myself because many of these patterns are ancestral and they're inherited and they're just part of the framework of everyday life, things that you just accept this is the way it is. So in order to get- And they're potent, right? They are potent. And they are often operating underneath the surface until, you know, the light of day gets shown upon them, right? Yeah, so how do you get at it from your conscious mind? It's really difficult because 
your conscious mind is just accepting the way things are as if it's always going to be that way. And so you have to get into the unconscious, into like deeper and deeper and deeper within yourself in order to find some light in there that you can bring forward. So that's what I was doing. I had to keep surrendering. And I actually, I, I had to get so still that for like the whole time I was writing that book for probably two years, this was also during COVID, which was handy, right? Because nobody's really going anywhere. So I wasn't missing out on a whole lot, but I had to go so deep within myself that I even stopped exercising as much, you know, like mm. all of my crazy exercise antics and all of my rituals and, and schedules and all the kind of hard edge things that I was doing in my life, I had to let them all melt. I had to let the very muscles in my body melt from all those years of marathon running. Like I had to, I had to just let it all fall apart so that I could uncover and reveal these patterns that were buried deep within my body, like my skeletal structure, my bones, my muscles, like it was all buried in there and I had to unearth it. So now on the recovery path from that, you know, like yep. 30 pounds later, you know, like, okay, but it was worth it because I got to unpack the foundation of my being and then put it back together again in a new configuration that's more healthy. And uh, so it was worth falling apart in order to come back together. And isn't that like the beauty of the process? Because as we fall apart and then put ourselves back together, like the depth and the breadth and the expansion, I feel, of the words that end up on the pages is that much richer, that much more authentic, that much more um, real and can be that much more connected to our readers, right? Because we've lived it, we've experienced it, we've up-leveled in some way, shape, or form on our own healing journey. And, you know, it's like, it shows up in the words. So we may have someone listening, maybe a few people listening, I don't know, who are like, I don't know about this stuff. Like, you know, this, the healing stuff feels a little bit scary. Like, I don't even know what I don't know about what might even need to be healed. Like, what wisdom would you share with the person who, cause we've got some listeners, I'm sure there's some of you who are like leaning in, like, yeah, you know, like you're hanging on every word and you can feel, um, you can feel this connection between your own personal journey of healing and how that does inform and impact the words that you put on the page of your book. And we might have some others that are a little more tentative. Like I, I'm not quite sure I'm buying this. Like, what would you say to that author? Well, I think this is a, such an interesting question. You know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And ever since I became a healer, part of the conversation I've been opening people to is to get beyond the literal and get into the energetics of things and to realize that, you know, beyond the body is this soul, this spirit, this energetic, they call the aura, you know, we have chakras, we have these energy lines and meridians running through our bodies. Like there's so much in the unseen space that impacts everything we're doing when in the unseen space there is a bunch of garbage you know because we inherit a tons of garbage right like then that's felt you know that density is felt but when you actually excavate yourself and you choose to open up and to dive in the depths within yourself you actually can bring a broom and just start you know cleaning out and airing it out and opening the windows and opening the doors and like getting the stagnant air out and then your whole vibe changes and when your whole vibe changes your whole perspective changes i mean that is the point of doing transformational writing is that 
you transform, like you're transforming first and then you're leading other people on the journey that you just went on. So you have to be willing to basically dive off the cliff, you know, in order to give the best, most transformational experience to your readers, you've got to be willing to go all the way. And I have always been that one that my friends said, you know, geez, Carrie, you always have to up the ante. Like, you know, they always said to bring it to the next level. And I'm like, I know I do. I'm built that way. I got to bring it to the next level. And when I do that, I look back on what I created and now I see so many more opportunities to refine it. So it's about refining the experience too. And um, bringing, you know, just noticing the nuances within the words and noticing the nuances in the energetics. And one of the things I wanted to mention is like near the end of writing the book, I, I mean, I really had gone through it with a fine tooth comb. I'd refined it so many times, just gone through it so many times just to be sure it was loving because I have this shadow of judgment and uh, when it comes out, it's pretty painful, you know, and I didn't really want to cause people pain. I just kind of wanted to point out some ways that things could be made more integrous, you know, without involving a lot of judgment, shame and blame. I wanted to kind of eradicate that from my text. But that was a process I had to go through within myself in order to eradicate that within me. Like if there were places I was judging, I needed to really explore that and soften my heart and open up in compassion. So through that process of healing, near the end of the book, I got this message like, are you sure there's no judgment in this book? <laughs> I thought, um, I really hope there's not because I've gone through it again and again with a fine tooth comb and I really hope there's not. And then I realized it was an energetic. So even as we edit a text, this is just really key for anybody who's sensitive to the energetics of things. Even after you've written a text and you've, you've rewritten it and rewritten it and refined it and refined it and you really, the words are flowing and the words look great. There's the energetics of the old content that you still have to kind of squeegee you know, to bring them up mm. to the level of the new words, if that makes sense. So you can kind of just visualize surrounding that whole text in brilliant light and just burning off anything that's lower vibration, you know, so that the words that you're now using can really ring from the highest truth and just like have that chapel bell, beautiful sound to it so that people can receive it with more love. So that was just one of the things I learned along the way I wanted to share. It's like, it is a nuance and it is, it's not necessarily tangible, right? So it's one of those areas that we get the opportunity to explore at our own readiness, this added layer of nuance of the energetics of things. So well said. I feel like some people are just like feeling the energy of what you're saying and getting, having awarenesses right now as you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Right? Like, it was a big just... awareness for me. I was like, wow, you mean like my book is still have judgment in it, but the words aren't there yet? anymore but the original intent was in there when i wrote the first statements right so like you do have to clear it yeah absolutely absolutely because otherwise it just gets really you know stuck it's interesting years ago i interviewed the incredible author gay hendrix um yeah i love gay hendrix. so many books but uh the big leap was one that i think a lot of people have heard of and when i interviewed him i asked him a question about writer's block which you know like really there's no such thing because if someone's blocked in writing but i said you know sit down for a minute and just write a little note to your you know best friend um encouraging them or something like they'd be able to sit down and write so like really if they're writer's box we're having this kind of in-depth conversation with gay hendrix and he said well you know there's a question that i ask myself and that i ask you know any of my clients writing books to ask themselves whenever they feel like they're stuck with their book. And the question is, what part of myself needs to be loved 
right now. Mm, so, so true. So true. Because if you are feeling, you know, stuck and you're not in that flow and, you know, you are a little, whatever, trepidatious, procrastinating, you know, letting yourself, you know, believe the illusion that you're confused or you don't know what to write. Like, mm-mm-mm-mm. it's like back up a second, slow down, take that moment as an opportunity for healing by asking yourself that question. And I think that's a beautiful question to ask whenever you're feeling angst as you sit down to write about a topic in your book is also asking what aspect of me is writing this right now? Because sometimes that's kind of where some of my judgment came in was different aspects within me that needed some healing were writing quite frankly about how they were feeling, right? Like this aspect of me, maybe at 40, when I walked away from my previous relationship, might've been writing some things that were kind of judgmental. And from the, still a feeling of that, right? Like still feeling that way in the present moment because everything's happening at the same time inside of us. You know, there's no like time inside of us. It's all happening now. Like your inner child mm-hmm. is happening now. Everything's happening now. So getting really good at the nuances and, and exploring that within yourself and asking the question, am I writing this passage from a wounded part of me or am I writing this passage from a part of me that is more integrated and whole and loving. And then if you're writing it from a wounded place, that's totally okay because maybe part of that message is what's going to totally appeal to somebody who's reading your book. They'll go, I totally get that. That's exactly how I feel. Thank you for writing that. Thank you for voicing that. And then to be conscious enough though, to transition it into that more loving aspect of yourself that has more integrated answers and the wiser part of you that has love to share and to transition it into that place to give a bridge for the reader who's going on that journey with you. So my whole process in writing this book was really navigating all of those spaces. Like how old am I right now? Like when I'm wanting to write this topic, who am I? How old am I? And where do I need to bridge that to? And how am I going to do that in the most effective way? Sounds like a game changer to me. (laughs) Awesome. And speaking about game changers, actually, I want to make sure um, real quick here that everyone knows that over in the show notes, we have an incredible resource for you from Carrie called the Love Mastery Game, as we talk about game changing experiences. Um, Would you take a moment to just share a little bit about that? And again, you can just go to the show notes and there's a link there for Carrie's Love Mastery Game. But can you tell us just a little bit more and then we'll keep going with the conversation? Yeah, absolutely. This game also was downloaded to me and it's something I teach is how to walk a spiritual path on the earth. You know, we're all on the earth. We all share the earth. We all have the earth in common. And and if you want to have a spiritual path, you know, then involving the earth is a great idea. So this Oracle game is, is an introduction to that. What does it look like to have animal spirit allies to understand that they have medicine for you on your journey, spiritual medicine? And it's an oracle to help you figure out your soul's curriculum. So it's not so much about what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. It's more about why is this thing happening to me, you know, for me. Sometimes we get the message like, oh, life is happening for you, but it still feels like it's happening to you. you know? So game is just to help you understand what's my soul's curriculum? What am I working on? So you might find out, oh, well, this whole life challenge you're having right now is to help you cultivate more compassion. Well, now that helps, you know, because at least, you know, okay, this is to help me cultivate more compassion and you can get with the program of that instead of resisting it and thinking it's not fair. So that's what the game helps you do. It's got a bunch of worksheets. And the only thing you need to get for yourself is a 12-sided dice 
so you can roll the dice because it's fun to roll the dice when you play a game. And that way you can roll the dice and play the game and get insights into why things are happening for you right now. Awesome. And again, that is over at the show notes. You want to head over there to click. Um, while you're there, you'll also see that if you're listening to this right when we put it out live, if you've already written your book and you have questions about publishing and you want to understand the whole publishing world, I'm actually hosting um, my publishing masterclass. I run this class about four times a year. It's a free training um, it is happening on July 28th of 2021. If you're listening as we launch this in the evening, 7 Eastern, and I would highly encourage you when you head over to check out Carrie's amazing love mastery game to also be sure to check out the link to my publishing masterclass, because I do not want you to miss that if you are kind of like ah, looking at your publishing options at this stage of the game, because I, I don't even know if I'm going to do this class another time before the end of the year, or if this is the last one for the year. So I um, just want to put that out there. So we've covered a lot of ground today around, you know, how our own healing journeys uh, really does impact and inform our writing. And as it informs our writing and impacts our writing, it informs our readers in a deeper way as well. But as we, you know, kind of begin to round the corner to the wrapping up of this episode, what haven't we covered yet that feels like something really important that you want to make sure that we cover before we wrap. I think the most important aspect, you know, everyone is understandably desiring not only to publish like an amazing book, but also have it be received. And of course, we all want that number one best-selling author title, and we want our book to be well-received and lots of people to buy it. And, and the best way for that to happen is alignment and embodiment with the content of your book. What I realized was that my first book that went out, as I mentioned, it was very dear to my heart and is, you know, a very personal story of my own early transformation. And it was uh, very vulnerable and, and I did win awards for that book, but it never really got like big accolades, you know? I mean, I got awards for it, but I didn't get, you know, a lot of people buying it, for example. Then the second wave book came out and that book is still on the charts after 102 weeks. Like, and I'm not making mm -hmm. that happen. Okay. So like that book is just taking off because of the content and because of the alignment that I have with the content. So it's still flying high right now. So how do you get a book to do that? People have all asked me like, how did you make that happen? How did you do that? And there was a little strategy in the beginning, you know, there was some strategy, there was, you know, I have a network of support and friends that shared it out. But this whole experience of 102 weeks, that is not my friends helping out anymore. That's just you're right. It, That's organic. <laughs> it's organic. I mean, it's just happening on its own. And it's happening because I believe because of the alignment and because of the total surrender of that book, you know, when it's got a high enough vision and it's got enough love in it, I believe that that seems to be the magic ingredient for making it succeed out in the world. So I would just you know, if it's the message that people need right now in the collective, it's going to be successful. I think when we find within ourselves that voice, that calling, that message, that's why it's so important to go all the way with it. Like not to shy back, not to pull back, not to be worried about what people will think or if they're going to like it or not, or what they're going to think about me if I write that, but actually like go all the way with whatever your message is and fully embody and fully take it to the limits that you can possibly take it to and then really it, that's when I think you have the greatest chance that it's going to be a huge success. So important, so important that alignment is everything. So I want to thank you for your time here today, Carrie. Are there any like 
final nuggets of wisdom that you want to share as we, you know, head into the close? Or did, I mean, you just said a lot right there. So maybe yeah. I covered it all. Or if you're like, oh, wait, there's one more thing. One more thing. Um, you tell me, is there one more thing? Or are we good to close? I just appreciate this opportunity and I just want to encourage everybody that's listening to keep going. Don't give up. You might have setbacks. You might have frustrations. You might, you know, feel insecure or think, gosh, there's 10 other people talking about exactly the same thing. Why do I need to talk about it? Or there's somebody famous already doing this. So I don't, you know, how am I going to make a difference? And that's just all BS. So you just need to set all of that aside (laughs) and just do it because maybe you're the voice that they need to hear it from. So don't stop. Keep going. If your heart says, this is what you need to do, then don't let anything stop you. Ain't no stopping us yes, now. I can hear the song <laughs> in the background. <laughs> not going to sing anymore because you could tell I'm not really a great singer, but you get the gist of what I what I was feeling in that moment <laughs> that I heard you saying that, Carrie. Well, thank you so much for your time, your wisdom, your heart, your soul, your message, your encouragement, your inspiration, and sharing all of that with our audience today. I am grateful for it and just really feel blessed that we had the opportunity to have this conversation for everyone today. So thank you, Carrie. Thank you. Magnificent. And again, do be sure to head over to the show notes to learn more about Carrie and also learn more about uh, my publishing masterclass I have coming up this week. And to all of you listening, as always, I'd like to thank you as well for being the kind of author who isn't just, you know, cranking out a book by filling in some formula, but is taking on this book writing journey as a transformational process, um, you know, for yourself, for your readers, for your business, ultimately for the world. Um, It is a true blessing to have you here. And until we meet again on the next episode, write powerfully, everyone. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.